0: Welcome to Petrifaction. I'm your host, Petey. And if you like stories about ghosts, monsters, vampires, the weird and mysterious, UFOs, Bigfoot, and other cryptids, you're in the right place. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And remember, friends, be prepared to be petrified. New Orleans is an eerie place. It's gothic in one sense and dangerous in another. The city has a rich and colorful history and is the perfect place for scouting out the supernatural. New Orleans boasts a whole host of vampire, cemetery, voodoo, and ghost tours, which often last as long as two hours and it's known as one of the most haunted cities in America. Now, vampire legends are an important part of New Orleans history. Vampire stories stretch back to France in the illustrious 1700s when there was a mysterious man who charmed the courts of Europe. The Comte de Saint-Germain, was a very strange, extraordinary, and enigmatic character. He was a master of the piano and the violin. He could converse in six different languages, and his skills as a conversationalist were unrivaled. He also composed music, including arias and solo work for the violin. His wealth was unfathomable. He carried gems around in his clothing, and no one knew how he came into such wealth. As a matter of fact, no one knew anything about his family, or where he came from, or who he was. He did, according to some accounts, claim to be the son of Francis II, the Prince of Transylvania. One of his greatest passions was alchemy, and he was believed to have an extraordinary talent for maintaining his youth. Perhaps it was his vast knowledge of cosmetics and herbs that kept him young. The philosopher, Voltaire, called him the man who knows everything and who never dies. No one really knew his true age. He looked to be about 40 in all of his portraits and continued to appear so for over half a century. Although he was charming, engaging, and graced the dinner tables of many dukes and kings. No one had ever seen him eat anything. He would only sip his wine exquisitely and ramble on about everything from history to chemistry. There was much speculation about the Kant's lineage and immense wealth, which resulted in the development of many myths and legends about his background. He's considered by some to have mastered immortality, as many have claimed to have seen him since his death in 1784. Now fast forward to New Orleans, Louisiana, and there appears a man by the name of Jacques Saint-Germain in the early 20th century. He fits every description of the Comte. Around 40 years of age, with heavy money bags, the most fascinating of dinner guests and still a complete mystery. He would throw lavish parties and invite the elite, and everyone would sit enraptured in the conversation and food. But curiously enough, this Jacques would never eat a morsel. He only sipped his wine. One night, several months after moving to New Orleans, he had a lady stay a bit late. I'd on his balcony at the corner of Ursuline, and Royal Streets. This Saint-Germain grabbed her and tried to bite her neck. She escaped by falling from the balcony and then reported the incident to the police. When the police came to investigate, Jacques Saint-Germain had vanished. They searched his apartment and found tablecloths with large splotches of blood on them. They searched the kitchen where they found no sign of food or evidence that food had ever been there. All they found were bottles of wine, and after pouring themselves a glass, drinking it and then spitting it out, they discovered that it was not only wine in those bottles, it was a wine mixed with human blood. It's unclear whether the Count Saint-Germain and Jacques are the same person, but believers speculate that they are. To this day, the mysterious figure of the Count Saint-Germain has his own occult following. And although he allegedly died in the year 1784, no one saw his death, and some claim to have seen him many years afterward. Did you know... New Orleans is where voodoo was introduced into the United States. One of the most prominent figures of New Orleans was Marie Laveau, an oracle who performed numerous exorcisms and voodoo rituals and who became widely known as the voodoo queen back in the 1800s. The Grunch is a New Orleans legend. The Grunch are said to be humanoid creatures that lurk in the woodlands outside of New Orleans. These nocturnal creatures are believed to look like an albino chupacabra, though some claim that they look like goat-headed humans with razor-sharp teeth and claws. It's said that the Grunch lures its victims from their vehicles with a stray goat that appears to be injured. In terms of murder rates, New Orleans ranks among the highest. It's always been a notorious place for missing persons. That is, it is a place where people just disappear and no one ever knows what happens to them. The blood of the French, Spanish, Indian, African, Creole, and English all mixed together here, where the mosquito is not so picky, nor perhaps are other creatures. John and Wayne Carter were brothers. They seemed to be normal in every aspect. They both had normal labor jobs down by the river and lived in the French Quarter. It was the 1930s, during the Great Depression, and times were hard. So a man worked all that he could. One day, a girl was reported to have escaped from the Carter brothers' apartment and ran to the authorities. Her wrists were cut. Not enough to cause immediate death, but enough to cause her blood to drain slowly over the next several days. The policemen ran to the Carter's third-story apartment and found four other people tied to chairs. Their wrists were sliced in the same fashion. Some had been there for many days. The story was that the brothers had abducted these people in order to drink their blood at the end of every day when they came home from work. Police also found about 14 dead bodies. The cops waited for the brothers to return, and when they did, it took seven or eight of them to hold down the two average-sized men. A few years later, when the Carters were finally executed, their bodies were placed in a New Orleans vault cemeteries in new orleans are quite picturesque not only are they more ornate than the rest of the nations but they inter many generations of one family inside one vault the remains sift down into the bottom of the vault and when it's all rubble a new body is slid inside many years after the carter brothers death when they were Placing another carter in the family vault, they discovered the vault was completely empty. No John or Wayne. They were gone. To this day, many sightings have occurred in the French Quarter that match the descriptions of these two brothers almost exactly. Years later, an owner of the apartment saw two figures that matched their descriptions outside on the balcony whispering to each other. Both figures jumped off the top of the third-story balcony and took off running. The legend goes that if a vampire drinks your blood seven nights in a row, then, and only then, can you become a vampire. Some of those found in the Carter brothers' apartment had been there for more than seven days. One warped fellow named Philippe went on to become a notorious serial killer. And, of course... He would do more than just kill his victims. He was believed to drink the blood of all 32 of his victims. During the colonization of New Orleans, France was having a hard time convincing women to make the voyage. This was mostly due to the fact that the men originally sent were thieves, murderers, and culprits of every type and caste, not to mention Louisiana snakes, alligators mosquitoes in the humidity eventually some women were sent some sources say they were nuns while others say that they were prostitutes but nevertheless a few of them made it there many of them snuck off the ship in mobile when they ported there and were told what type of riffraff they would be tricked into marrying if they stayed on board historically these women were referred to as the casket girls in reference to the small chests in which they carried their clothing in, and other belongings. However, the legend goes that these girls had the most interesting luggage, shaped like little coffins. So, to the dismay of the men of New Orleans, all that arrived in New Orleans were 300 of these coffin-like suitcases. And Some stories say that they were empty, some say they contained the undead. These suitcases were reportedly stored in the attic of a convent in the French Quarter where they still sit behind windows that are nailed shut because they have a strange habit of just opening by themselves. Years later, in in 1978, two amateur reporters demanded that the convent's priest let them in to see these coffins. The priest, of course, denied their entrance. So one night, these two men climbed over a wall with a recording equipment and set up their workstation. The next morning, the reporters' equipment was found strewn about on that street outside, and there on the convent's front step were found the almost decapitated bodies of these two men. Eighty percent of their blood was gone, and to this day, this unsolved crime still baffles investigators. that's all for today's podcast i thank you for tuning in and i hope you liked the show if you did please tell a friend give us a rating and hit subscribe if you have a story you would like to share on petrifaction you can contact me at pd at petrifaction at protonmail.com and remember to check out today's show notes for more information on today's stories Please return next time to hear more stories. And friends, be prepared to be petrified.